Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the 49er Faithfully UK show. You may be wondering why you're hearing my voice on the intro tonight, instead of the Welsh wizard that is Gareth Ellis. Well, we've decided to give Gareth the night off so that he can take his lovely partner Rachel out for her birthday. But fear not, we have a substitute Welsh wizard with us tonight. Some fresh meat. A 49er Faithfully UK show virgin. A San Francisco tour companion, the king of flag football, I'm pleased to introduce Nick Ludlum. Thank you very much for having me. Cheers, guys. No problem, mate. Looking forward to hearing what you have to say about the uh, the Commanders game. And we also have our two co-hosts. It's been well documented what a social media mogul we have on our hands. His face is everywhere on Niner's social media. He loves to put himself about. It's the lad from Smogtown ready to talk about the Niners from Fog City, Paul Hope. Cheers, Fatley. Appreciate the introduction, buddy. And finally, our next host needs no introduction. It's been rumoured Killian Bapier rang him before the World Cup final for advice on dealing with pressure. He has been mistaken for Aaron Rodgers. Legend has it he was the original Stig from Top Gear. It's <laughs> U.R. Naji Kara. Hello, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> I can confirm Killian did call me. I, I will believe it. I do. I will believe it. Before we get into the topics for tonight, I'd like to say congratulations to Neil and Ruth Graham, who are expecting. Yay. Congratulations. Whee! Congratulations, guys. <laughs> Not well done, only well are they expecting, but we are expecting the child's first words to be... Do it for Yorkshire! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that is what's going to come out of the mouth as yeah, soon as they are born. For sure. I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball into the show by actually not talking about the matchup with the Commanders. Ooh, well done. First word, though. Commanders, not well, the other no, word. No, not initially, anyway. Not initially, anyway. So the way I thought I'd start this off, that there's something happened this week which, which may impact the performances of particular players this weekend. And I thought we'd talk a little bit about that because it is a hot topic at the moment. And I think it might be a good way to start uh, and then segue into the actual matchup later on in the show. So the Pro Bowl rosters have been announced. Do we think that some of the snub players would be playing with a chip on their shoulders this weekend? What do you think, Najee? I don't think so because the Pro Bowl is an absolute farce and nobody cares about it, especially the players. Um, I mean, just as a look at the list and um, there's names on this. You're just wondering, what? 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 Why what, is this guy on it? He's not played for two months and he's not been very good this year. No, it's a farce. I don't think they care that much. Um, apart from if you don't make it to the Super Bowl, it's a nice little holiday. It's in Vegas this year, isn't it? I think. You're correct. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's in Vegas. It'll be a nice little holiday to go and play flag football, which, you know, two co-hosts here know a lot more than I do about. Um, but yeah, I don't think they care that much. Paul, what, what do you think? I mean, I, I know I know they want to be at your level and play flag and try and be as good as you are and Nick, but, you know. Well, I mean, you should. I should pass that over to Nick. Nick is far more experienced than I am. I've, I've just literally started, but I'm on the same page as you, Najee. I don't think so, Lee. 
I think over the last couple of years, we've seen it's become a bit of a farce. I do like that they've changed the format. So this year, there isn't a game. They're calling it the Pro Bowl games. There's going to be a flag football game and a lot of skill matchups. I mean, obviously, as 49er fans, I woke up this morning fuming that Christy McCaffrey got snubbed for the Pro Bowl. And I think that was more from our perspective, Lee. You know, there's what no way around Dre? it. What about yeah, Dre? Dre is was... a bigger snub than CMC. I can understand CMC, but Dre? Yeah, I was I was going to I was gonna say that. I was going to... I was I was building up, buddy, but, you know... Um... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, to be fair, like you said, they're, they're the two big names, aren't they? They're the C- CMC one was what got me fuming. And then when I scrolled down the list, Nadji, you could argue that all our defence should be on there. We had the number one defence in the league, but Dre Greenlaw, I mean, what more does that guy have to do to, to get into the Pro Bowl, for want of a better word, Lee? But the problem is, when you open it up to a fan vote, Aaron Donald's on there. Aaron Donald, like Nadji said, well, I won't repeat what you said, Nadji, because we'd need that bleep button and the soundboard that Lee's got. But uh, what do you think, Nick? Do you think me and Nadji are being a bit too dismissive of the Pro Bowl? Do you think the players are going to have a chip on the shoulder? No, I think you're pretty much spot on, especially with CMC. He's already proven that that man can shut out anything. He can put it all to the side and he just plays his game. I think Dre, however, might decide he wants to use that. He likes to play with a little bit of aggression. I I wouldn't be surprised if, if it's in the back of his mind somewhere. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Dre, Dre does thrive on that kind of you know, energy, I guess. So maybe maybe he'll use that for sure. Let's hope he doesn't use it too much. <laughs> I was just going to say, as long as he can tone it down, we don't want him getting ejected. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the great thing with our defence is they all play with no egos and they're all relishing being the number one. But I do think you're right, Nick. Maybe there'll be a, a bit of gentle banter in the locker room. Ryan's might yeah. be saying to him before the game, you need to prove yourself. But let's hope we've got the green law, Nadji, that has been in control of his aggression unlike the one at the start of the season where every time we tackled someone, it was like, flag, 15 yards. But uh, no, I was a little bit frustrated, Lee. But like Nadji said, in the grand scheme of things, we're, we're going to be in the big one anyway. So don't know why people yeah, exactly. worry, to be honest. So I completely agree with Nadji that um, as far as the spectacle is concerned, as far as the game of football is concerned, it is a complete waste of time. What gets me with the Pro Bowl is the, these stats, getting into the Pro Bowl, being a Pro Bowl, that is used as a marker for getting into the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame later on in your career. If you, if you get somebody who's a popular player, but they're an average player, but because they're popular, they're, they're getting into the Pro Bowl year in, year out. They get to the end of the career, they've had an average career, they've been to the Pro Bowl nine times. You look at that, and that's what some people use as a metric, and that's why it bugs me. And that's why I don't think fans should get the vote, because there's far too much team bias in the voting. And you can see that. You can see that just by having a look at the fan vote totals. There's far too much um, fan bias in there. And if if you're going to judge somebody's entire career of how popular they are, then it makes a mockery of the Hall of Fame and the people that are already in there on merit as well. And that's that's what gets me so... I mean, it was it was kind of a it was it was a double edged sword kind of question I asked because I, I agree with um, Nick about Drake Raynor. I think he's going to go in there with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Thing about hang on here, I've been snubbed and I've been one of the better linebackers. In fact, he's been better than Fred Warner this year, and Fred Warner got there. Yeah. And it kind of goes to show mm-hmm. that the the correct players are not getting the Pro Bowl berths. Don't get us wrong, Fred Warner should be there as well with Drake Raynor, but. That, that's the point I'm making, the fact that 
Dre's actually played better than Fred this season and he hasn't gotten there. To be fair to Fred, though, he did put the call to arms out to the faithful. I did see a few tweets from Fred Lee wanting his numbers boosted, and I'm not going to lie. I did retweet that a couple of times for all pro Fred. So when he jumped from ninth to first, I did feel, yeah, the faithful had his back there. Maybe Dre needed to come out, Lee, and drop, drop a, a tweet to the social media manager. Who knows? Maybe next year we'll have to get yeah. tweeting all of the players out, buddy. Well, I don't think he's actually got social media, Dre Greenlaw. So there's probably there why he's so far fallen down there yeah, yeah possibly yeah possibly definitely. okay so let's let's get on to the, the small matter of a game against the washington commanders on christmas eve that's actually going to finish christmas day for us um so hopefully we'll all have a very early christmas present um the head-to-head with washington we've actually won 21 we've been beaten 12 times there's actually one tie so there was a tie on the 5th of October, 1969, 17-17 <laughs> at Kizar Stadium. Oh, that was the geez. one and only time. Um, back in 2005, there was a bit of a blowout loss to uh, the team at the time, which was the Washington Redskins. Um, they absolutely hammered us. I think it was 52-17. Um, okay. Alex Smith went through the game and threw for a whopping 89 yards. <laughs> Frank, Frank Gore had a pretty age. good game. So <laughs> Fra- Fra- Frank Gore, he ran eight times and got 89 yards. So he That's had a good. decent day. Um, but yeah, overall, the team was just absolutely horrendous that day. So hopefully, we're not going to have that type of game on Saturday All the games, All the game we played last time against them, which was pretty, exactly, yeah. pretty crazy and boring and weird. The mud uh, ball. The mud ball, 9-6, uh, no touchdown. <laughs> it was horrible. Interestingly, it's the first time that Washington will have played at Levi since 2014, Lee. Because if you remember right, our 2020 game was one of the ones held in Arizona, which I thought oh, was a little king. Yes, that's game. right. I yeah. Was preparing for tonight. Yeah, well yeah. spotted, Paul. Well spotted. So, who, who do we think is going to be the biggest matchup for us on Saturday night? Well, it's uh, as much as I don't really believe in it. I think it's it's still Brock Purdy against their their defense. Really, um, they've got the fourth defense in the league. Um, they've been playing really well. The Chase Young's coming back, which does give him a little boost, even though he hasn't played for about uh, a year and a bit, tearing his knee in in bits. Um, but yeah, it's it's we're still you know he's still only three starts in, three games in, I guess. Uh, he's still a rookie. He's still we, there's still that kind of doubt that he might turn out to be a seventh rounder after all, even though I don't believe it at all. So to me, it's it's another test for Brock and another defense, a good one. Let's see what he can do. Um, Nick, do, do you agree? Do you think do you think uh, Brock can rise to the challenge? And do you think that's where the matchup is? Yeah, I mean, Brock's obviously going to have it all on his shoulders this time. He's going up against one of the better defenses in the league. He, but he's also got the ultimate outlet in CMC. Yeah. So that's a really (laughs) interesting part of it. I mean, the big one that sort of really caught my eye as much as anything, I think our biggest challenge is going to be the interior of the offensive line against the two tackles from, uh, for the commanders. Uh, I was having a look earlier. You've got uh, Darren Payne, who's on eight and a half sacks and Jonathan Allen, incidentally pro bowl with seven and a half sacks. And they, you're talking about one of the better interiors. So our, our offensive line is going to have to have a day. I'm yeah. going to be interested to see how Darren Payne plays because he was one of the players that I thought we may have traded for 
traded for before the uh, the trade deadline. Um, obviously, it didn't come off, and he, he does seem to be having uh, quite a decent decent year. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Sorry, right. I was going to say, Nick, um, you had Darren Payne on your notebook. I was looking at Jonathan Allen, and I was looking at him against Darren Banks, Nadji, because as good as the edge rushers are, and they're obviously interior defensive linemen might be better, you, you hit the nail on the head. Number four defence, big test for Brock this one, Lee. He's going up against a playoff team, because let's face it, Washington are fighting for their lives. Could be a massive test. Carl Shanahan isn't taking them lightly. He's obviously looked at the, the game tape. He said that their defence plays well. But I'm really interested to see how uh, Banks does against Payne. Because if you go back to this time last year, gents, a lot of people were writing Aaron Banks off. He's having a great season this year. So I think, as well, we talk about Trent Williams. It's well well documented, Lee. I had to get that in tonight. <laughs> yeah. I had that on my notebook, yeah. my first one. The way he was treated by the team from Washington, the way the yeah, career ended. And I think Trent's going to be fired up for this one. And come back to me lately because I've got a bold prediction to make for Trent Williams in this matchup. So I think this is going to be the game that Trent Williams had circled on his calendar and he's going to be bulldozing and he's going to be protecting Brock for me. I've got an idea what your bold prediction is going to be, Matt. <laughs> because I was thinking exactly the same thing. Well, the pressure's on, you see. Alex Simpson, he's got his little notebook and pen listening to these podcasts, (laughs) and I've got to come up with different ones to keep him interested, you see, chaps. So that's what it is. But, yeah, I thought I would save that one for later. But, no, I'm glad that we've touched upon their their two edge rushers because we obviously talk about Nick Borsa and we talk about the pressure we get on. But anyone who hasn't seen much of the commanders this year, don't just look at the record. They're, They're playing really well. And what surprised me, chaps, is they're actually number one in the league in terms of time of possession. So they do try to like run the ball. They've got some good wide receivers. I've been impressed with the quarterback. So like you said, Nadji, Brock Purdy going up against Taylor Heineke could be a matchup for the ages. You wouldn't have thought you'd say that at the start of the season, would you, gents? Do you know what I mean? No, I mean, I, I, no, no, because A, I kind of disagree. I, mean, I, I have an opinion about Taylor Heineke, which we can get to in a minute. I, I kind of agree with you. I think it's uh, with Nick. The... The D-line's very good, but that's why I said Brock Purdy. I think the one thing that really impressed me from Brock um, in his three games is the way he handles the pressure and the way he deals with it and it doesn't phase him. He, he will stand in a pocket and take a hit if he needs to, but he also reads it really well um, and escapes when he needs to. So as much as I, I agree our O-line will have to have a good game, I, I still think Brock can handle if they don't. And 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 this is what I kind of want to see how he handles uh, a pressure that can come from just four because I don't think they blitz that much, um, and uh, and see if he can beat that and navigate the pocket and and, and it, it'll be it'll be great reps for him to to grow as a passer and as a pocket passer. So this is why I said his name more than O line versus D line, which is obviously kind of the matchup. To be fair, buddy, you are driving the Brock Express. I mean, Nick's got Full his speed. ticket. So Full when speed. we were all preparing for tonight, we leave Brock alone, buddy, because we know you've got that covered. But no, that that is a good point about Brock Purdy escaping the pressure. We touched upon it in the last couple of pods, and I think he's he's demonstrating, like you said, Nadjik, to stand in the pocket. And you go back and watch the game tape. He is standing there until the last possible moment. He's going through his reads. I mean, I've watched the game back against Seattle. I still love that fake out for the George Kittle touchdown. I don't yeah. think Kyle trusts Jimmy to do that. 
but he's trusting his seventh round rookie to do that, which is amazing. And I think we're going to see another great game from Brock. Like you said, Najee, I'm fully aboard that train, buddy. I've got my season ticket. I'm right there with you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you need a new sound. It's more like a rocket. Yeah. enough. I was actually thinking that as well. I was thinking I need a new train sounder. A yeah, modern, that's, that's a the Jimmy train. one. It yeah. is, yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm going to agree with you because um, I, I think as fans, we're still in that phase where we're not quite believing what we are seeing from Brock Purdy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because obviously his last pick in the draft and to come out with such confidence and start throwing the ball about the way he has done, the way he's handled the pressure, the way he's moved. I, I think we're all kind of trying to temper our expectations, but we're also excited anyway. And I think it's led to a situation where every game that comes up, we're all suddenly thinking, is this going to be the game when he's found out? Because obviously we, we saw it with um, Nick Mullins' first game against um, the Oakland Raiders, the, the very last battle of the pair. And he absolutely crucified the Raiders that that night. So we had huge expectations for him. But then yeah. as the game's gone on, as he got more experience, he turned out to be fairly poor, to be fair. So I think we've been scarred internally by some previous backup quarterbacks that we're now thinking, yes, he, he looks absolutely great, but when is the fall-off going to come? Because it will, it will eventually come. There'll be some sort of fall off that hopefully he will adjust to and progress past. Because we we keep on saying this whenever we talk about new quarterbacks that come into the NFL, they need at least two three seasons. In the second season, they're always going to regress because all of a sudden people know how the player they can work them out a little bit and then it's up to both the offensive coordinator and the head coach and the quarterback to deal with that figure out how they can change things up so that they can move on and with Brock again with the main first year quarterback as the, as the games go on the more games he plays the slower it'll get the game will slow down for him so he can make decisions even better and I'm not saying he's not making good decisions because we all know he has He's yeah. doing it on a week by week basis, which is why we all gobsmacked. But I think um, I think it's just natural for us to be a little bit hesitant, thinking, yeah. "Is this possibly going to be the game where it all goes Pete Tong?" So it's possible. Do you not think though the, the the key thing we've got is Kyle Shanahan has developed like as a head coach, as a play caller. So we've we've talked about it on this show this year. And I know people are going to say, oh, you're knocking on Brock. He's the third QB plugged in the system. But look at the weapons he's got around him. You go and watch the game tape. Kyle Shanahan has people open on every play. And what we like about Brock, like Nadji said, he's working through his progressions. But what Kyle likes, he's finally got a QB that if the play breaks down, he's trusting his quarterback to go somewhere different. And as long as Brock keeps doing what he's doing, you look at the, you look at the, the stats, Washington are coming in, top five defence. They basically don't give up big plays. But you look at our offence, do we really need to make big plays? You know, we haven't got a Tyreek Hill. We don't need to hit the 70-yard bomb. What we do is, like Nick said, oh, CMC's open, mm -hmm. drop it out yards after the catch. Oh, are you? Get to 10, 15 yard. You just look around. George Kittle, every person who watches the NFL knows, rookie QB goes to the tight end. So for me, I'm feeling very confident with that mixture of Kyle Shanahan's play calling and the offence that we've got around Brock. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what your score prediction is going to be with you feeling so confident and the fact <laughs> that it's a home game. So that's, yeah. that's going to be interesting. Um, I'm, I'm also really interested in that poll prediction you've got because I, I'm 
I'm absolutely convinced I have the same <laughs> bold prediction. Um, but let, let's go back over to Nick. Let, let Nick have a little bit, um, a, a little bit of an analysis of the way our offense is going to play. Is there any concerns you've got at all, Nick, about the way our, our current offense is playing, going up against the the fourth best defense in the NFL? I think the only concern I've really got is that desire to run some of our skill players up the middle. And with the talent they do have on the interior of their D-line, <clears throat> that would be a bit worrying for me. I, I don't want to see them getting hit by those two guys too often. I'd like to see more of the outside run. I think most people would say would say that anyway. Certainly Jerry Rice has tweeted about it of late. Um, I, I don't really understand this. I mean... I, I get it. It's the obvious Debo injury, right? But you can get hurt anywhere on the field. You don't have to, you know, in, in the middle, doesn't have more risk than, than on the outside. It's a physical game. Um, if the best play to run is up the middle, just go up the middle. It doesn't matter. We can't start being, we, we're searching a momentum and we, you know, seven in a row uh, winning. We don't want to lose this. This, we need to carry this into the playoffs. Uh, and I think Carl said it. They are not going to stop resting players until it's mathematically impossible that we we get the top seed. So um, I, I want us to play exactly the way we always played. I don't want to see any letdown. I don't want to see anybody on the sideline yet. Uh, I want I want us to go for our first seed. And um, I know everybody's saying second seed. I don't care about second seed. I want this, I want the first seed if we can get that. Because then it guarantees the NFC Championship at home, um, and it's not impossible. No, Jalen Hurts is 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 hurt. His shoulder sprained. He's not going to play against Dallas, which means they're probably going to lose their game. And then we're only a game or two away from them. It's not it's not impossible. So I I understand it's the it's the obvious thing because we've seen it twice, three times with Jimmy, I guess. Um, but just just run your plays. Um, if we have to run Kill or CMC or whoever up the middle, just run them over the middle. That's my opinion, of course. But if you're going to go down the middle, why maybe today's, well, today, maybe this is the game we see a much bigger introduction for Mason. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to see that. Um, I, I was going to get on to that um, later on. Uh, but yeah, I, to me, I think it's this game is about trying, basically exactly what we've been doing so far. It's win it early. So we can rest people, not because uh, we want to rest them, but because the game's over and people have given up, uh, just like uh, we did against the Bucks. Um, you know, it's just, um, yeah. Uh, but I do want to see more of, of Mason. A, to ease the load on CMC because he's getting a, a workload and a half. Um, and, and two, because I think he's under, uh, especially the big run against Seattle to clinch it. Um, I think he's deserving to have at least, I would say, upwards of 10 carries, maybe in a 15 range if if we're going to run heavy, uh, which we might not. But, you know. So I'll tell you what, before we move on to the 49ers defense, do you, do you want to give us a bold prediction? Well, not doesn't need to be a bold prediction. Give me a prediction of how you think Brock's going um, gonna to do during the game. What What's his stat line going to look like? Who do you want to go first? Go on, you go first, Najee. So I, I think it'll I think it'll be much of the same. I think it'll be something like twenty for twenty five, a hundred and eighty, and and a couple of touchdowns. Nothing crazy, but just same, same, basically the same as as we've seen so far. I think we've seen what he can do, and he's just going to keep doing it. Interesting. How about yourself, Paul? 
Yeah, I'm on the same page as Nadji. Kyle Shanahan isn't moving off that game plan. I think we see a similar stat line. I think we see a similar performance. So I won't regurgitate what Nadji said. I'm right beside him on that Brock Express. So yeah, similar to what Nadji said, Lee. And he's off, Nick. I'm going to say the numbers for the actual passing yards are going to be a little bit higher. I think you're going to see a lot of um, sort of short intermediate passes where players are going to be running in behind Trent Williams and using him as an absolute battering ram. And he's got to just clear the way, just have sheer power of will. Right. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to side with Nick a little bit here. And go on at the, the higher end of the uh, the two hundreds. So I think I'm going to go about two seventy eight. Um, let's say twenty two thirty. He's going to complete. And again, I think I agree with Nadji and Paul and see a couple of touchdowns there as well. Um, I think he's going to be steady away. I don't think you'll throw an interception. Uh, I think the way Kyle is playing, he's kind of protecting them from that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I feel confident that he's going to have a he's going to have another good game. I don't think the game against the Commanders is the one where we are going to say, ah, there's the seventh round pick. So I'm quite confident in that, and I think that's going to be reflected later on when when we get around to talking about score predictions as well. Okay, so we've talked about the uh, the fourth best defense uh, and what they're going to do against our offense. How about the number one defense, the best defense in the NFL? In fact. The best defense there's ever been in the NFL. Forget about the 85 <laughs> Bears. Forget about the 85. People That's are going to be so talking bold. about the 22 49ers. That's what people are going to be talking about. What's That's our so defense bold. going to do? Um, I, I tell you what they're going to do. They're going to make Carson Wentz play in this game. That's what they're going to do. Um, I really? Think Ron, yeah. I think Ron Rivera's into that. Um, I think we'll see a change a quarterback. It, and I don't think it'll be an injury problem. Um, I just I don't trust Heineke to run uh, a ship without throwing picks uh, left, right, and center, or fumbles, or or anything. And uh, we will definitely see who the best defensive end from Ohio State is. I, it's not fair on Chase Young; he's back from a really bad injury. <laughs> uh, but I think Nick Bosa is gonna is gonna feast uh, on on Saturday. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, that's that's my ball prediction. Either way, we will see Carson Carson Wentz in his game. Yeah, so I really hope you're wrong. I do. I really hope you're wrong because Carson Wentz always seems to have a good game against us. He's like our bogey quarterback. Um, yeah, for, for, but you know, for all the, game the bad over, games he's had for for other teams where he's absolutely stunk the players out. As soon as he gets up against us, for some reason he has a good game. And I think really you, I think us. you I think you forget the, the game we played against the Colts last year. Um he was terrible. Yeah. And they they won because Jimmy was worse. Um <laughs> somehow. Um but yeah, he was pretty bad. He he did that weird fumble pick thing that he likes to do. So um yeah. Do you think Terry McLaurin's going to cause us any issues? No. No. I mean Terry Kill didn't. I don't see why Terry McLaurin would. He's I mean, good though. I like, yeah. I like I like him a lot, but I don't think so. You just look at the way our defense plays, Lee. We're, we're designed. We let them have. You know, when you say he's going to have a big game, is he going to have a similar game to D Hop had against yeah. us in Mexico, where his stat sheet looks good, but he didn't score a touchdown? And I think Ryan's has got those key pieces on defense where the bend but not break. We'll let you have a couple, but as soon as you get in that red zone, the door's going to get slammed shut. So no, I, I'm not really. I like I like scary Terry. Um, I quite liked him coming out of college. I know Jason Aponte was quite high on him. I drafted him in most of my fantasy teams, but he's not helped. 
playing at Washington with some of the quarterback plays got. And to clarify what I meant earlier, Nadja, when I said a game for the ages, I don't think Washington's going to have a great quarterback play. But I just think, like you said, I think our defence is going to eat on Saturday night. And I hope Nick Bosa gets a couple of sacks to edge himself closer to that defensive player of the year award, which he rightly deserves. So I mean, you, you say all that, mind, but you've got to remember Terry McLaurin's already over a thousand yards for the season. He is by far and away their highest stat leader for the defense. I think the, for, for their offense, the one thing I'd wonder about is after the way Traverius Ward took out DK Metcalf last week, do you line up Ward again against McLaurin and take him out of the team? Because that that would completely nullify, I think, any sort of passing offense from them at all. I think you're doing Lenore a bit of a disservice there, though, Nick, because Lenore's been playing well. So pick your poison. You could see Ward travel. I mean, we we quite got it wrong against the Cardinals. We said he wouldn't travel, and then Ward's travelled. Like you said, against that big baby, that's DK Metcalf. He played well, but I'm just confident in our defence, Nick. So it, it depends on which way you look at it. It's a big game where he's got quite a few receptions. He's got quite good yardage, but he doesn't score any touchdowns. And that's yeah, what I, I think was looking I've... at when I made my prediction. I, I, yeah, I think that's the right question, and and, and I absolutely think uh, Mooney will travel if he plays. I hope he clears the concussion protocol. Otherwise, I think my prediction might be a little bit different if he doesn't play. But if he plays, he'll travel with him and it will take him out. And and as just Paul said, I think he he might have like ten catches for hundred yards, but he won't mean much. He'll he'll get it'll be you know five six seven yards. A, per catch and nothing nothing much more than that. Yeah, so uh, I think but, the good news about that, as, as we spoke before we start recording, is the fact that Mooney Ward's not in a blue jersey. So he's already right, passed yeah. the main part of the concussion protocol. He's had since last Thursday. And to be honest, I'm, I'm fairly confident that Mooney Ward's going to be playing with, without a yeah. shadow of a doubt. Um, and, and more importantly for myself, <laughs> Sammy Womack is also a full participant in, um, hey. in, in practice. I'd, I'd love to see him get some sort of um, role within the game, um, playing on defence as one of the starters. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think he's been put on the back burner until next season. Kind of uh, yeah. did the same thing as what we've done with Demo, Demo last season. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be exciting going forward. He's, he's and, earning his stripe on, on special team and, and he is. in good fashion as well. He's playing really, really well. So. You've yeah. got to remember as well, Lee, before we move on, since Armstead's come back in and resumed his usual workload, the 49ers defence is only allowing 4.64 yards per pass attempt. So where I agree with you, Nick, that Terry's good, Armstead's coming. And as we saw against the Seahawks, I think Bosa and Armstead are going to put that pressure on the QB. And I just don't see them having the time to get the ball out or let the route develop. Add to the fact that our secondary is good. And if you get past Ward, you've got Hufanga, you've got Greenlaw, mm. you've got Warner... Any other names I've missed off there, Lenore? And, it, and, it, and it's and it's let's not forget it's Tyler Heineke we're talking about here. It's not the you know we're not talking about a good QB. He's not good. He's 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 all right, but he's not good. We have a bit of pressure in his face. He's not going to do much. Hopefully, that's not going to be famous last words. <laughs> I mean, even if I am wrong, right, and we lose this game, who cares? That that's the beauty about this game. I, I care. Think. Oh, no, I, yeah, I, mean, I yeah. care a lot. I, I care too, of course. We can't lose these. Well, I wouldn't mind if we lose this. You to know. be fairly, you were talking about defence and people are listening, Nadji. We've been bold on this defence early on. I know, Lee, you compared them to the 85 Bears early on and me and Nadji have been quite consistent with. We've got the best defence in football. What do you think, Nick? Do you think we've been too high early on? Or are you going to join us and be like, this defence is awesome. You guys are right to call it. 
early on as you did? No, this, this defence is nothing short of spectacular. I mean, let's be honest, they've been outstanding. You go go pick up a thesaurus, look at the superlatives involved, and they're, they're incredible. <laughs> they're going to be seen as one of, the, one of if not the greatest defence of all time. They are special. <laughs> I love watching them play. Absolutely love it. They've got ballers everywhere. My only thing I hate about it, there is no way you can keep a defence that good together for a prolonged period of time because That's other true. teams are going to come after us. They're going to pay players like Dre Greenlaw linebacker one money. Yeah. yeah. And you can't bring them. And I, I'll be honest, I, I think uh, Dre goes with D'Amico. Absolutely. Ooh. He signed a two-year contract, so he's yeah, under contract. So, yeah, I mean, the, the Jets. Wherever D'Amico goes, probably the, uh, the Texans, they'd have to trade for him. I think it'll be the Vikings. Um, but uh, we're not. It the was Vikings. supposed to be the Vikings. The Broncos, sorry. The Broncos is what right. I meant to say. I was going to say, you he almost got, bit there. He almost got that, didn't he? And I think they might press reset on that over there. Um, I think it'll take Jimmy Ward. For sure. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you will as well. How you happy did you sound there, Nadji, by the way, just saying? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, get him to the AFC and I'll see his face. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Jimmy Ward, if you listen. Merry Christmas. It is, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't understand it. I, I think Jimmy Ward's been an excellent player for the 49ers. I, I think he still is a very, very good player. It's underrated his leadership skills on defense and how he can bring that defense together. Um, I, th- I think you said it early on, on last season. He is one of the dogs in the um, in the defense. He's one of the people who's more vocal I just, when he's I on just... the field. I, you guys have just forgotten his, his first five years far too fast. I think that's that's oh, my he, problem. He had a lot of injuries the first five years. Yeah, it was, and he was garbage. He was rubbish. To be fair, I was sold as soon as Safanga started playing like Nadji told me he was going to. And to be fair, I think Ward's played better since he switched yeah. position this year. So yes. he's playing well. He's playing. He's been a victim of his own versatility. <laughs> that's that. Yeah, that's a very nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a he's a cracking player. He's just too versatile. He's too easy to slot into other positions along on those DB slots. Yeah. Right. Should we get two predictions then? And I want to hear Paul's first. So, Paul, you're on the spot. <laughs> I want to hear this prediction to see if it's the same one I've got. Well, when I was doing my prep when I finished work tonight, it was the Trent Williams that caught my eye and reading how he was treated. And I remember he's been on at Kyle to include him in a, in a passing game a bit more. And we all saw that yeah, attempt here it comes. last here it comes. year or the year before <laughs> and he missed him. So, yeah, I'm going to be bold. So, Alex Simpson, no doubt you'll be screenshotting this. You'll be tagging me. I think Trent Williams scores a receiving touchdown Feels against good, the Washington Commanders. Is that what you thought I was going to say, Lee? That's exactly what I thought you were going to say. And that's exactly what I thought was going to happen as well. <laughs> I just think Kyle likes to go into his bag of tricks. As you said, Nadji, I don't think he rests players. But I think what Kyle's going to be quite good with this game is the pressure's off. We don't have to win. But what more than getting people like Jordan Mason involved? But I think Williams is going to be on at him on the practice field this week and reminding him that this game means a lot. So, yeah, that was my bold prediction for the offence. So, I won't yeah. give you the other ones as, yet. I'll let you guys as much talk. As, as much as I'd love to that just to happen, this is the kind of play you keep to win a playoff game or the Super Bowl. Not for a minute less game week 16 of the season. Um, 
But, you know, it would be fun if it happens. I agree. I just think this game that Trent Williams could be, in his eyes, as big as that. I think he wants to stick it to them, Nadji. And we saw oh, he will. He the will. He'll bury people. Yeah. He's going to bury want... people to the ground. Yeah. I was going to say he'd make a big play, and then I thought, hang on, this is Trent Williams. This is the best left tackle in football. He does it every week. So, yeah, that was where I was going, Lee. So, you did read my mind. So, well done, buddy. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Great minds think alike, Paul. <laughs> How about yourself, Nick? Bold prediction? Well, I've gone in a fairly similar vein in that my thinking is behind Big Trent too. But I think is in a slightly different way. I think CMC gets 300 plus all-purpose yards and majority of it wow. running behind Trent Williams. That's a lot of yards. CMC goes off in a spectacular way. Nice, nice. Uh, and mine actually contradicts this one. Uh, completely, uh, because my ball prediction is that we won't see much of CNC, CMC, but, excuse me, and uh, Jordan Mason will score two touchdowns. Yes, I was mm. going to say I had Jordan Mason for one touchdown, but scrub that. That's not I'm ball. Going, That's I'm not going ball. With <laughs> We're going two for two touchdown. or three. <laughs> two, two, two is good. Let's do two. That is right, ball. So That's ball again, I, th- I think I've gone in a completely different direction to Ollie. Um, so I, I'm going to predict that uh, George Kittle is going to have three passing touchdowns. Passing touchdowns, is it? Sorry, sorry, no, no, receiving touchdowns. Oh, right. Receiving touchdowns. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, that was <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's going to have three passing touchdowns. What the hell? <laughs> Why not? You know, right. receiving touchdowns. He's going to have three receiving touchdowns. He's going to have a hell of a game. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Right, how about score predictions then? I'm going to go back to Paul again because Paul's confident, so I'm expecting to see a blowout here. Well, you say that, I'm not going to go absolutely crazy and say like 52 hey, don't or something. Don't backtrack. But, no, no. I wrote this down in my notebook earlier and I always stay consistent. I think we win 24 to 9 is the score Ooh. I'm going with. Wow. Very, I don't I'm very think trust. we need to, to, to blow them out with such lean as we saw yeah. in the Seattle game. I think sometimes certain calls cannot go your way, certain things can come back. But yeah, I'm going for 24 9 and I don't think the commanders score a touchdown. I think their points come from field goals. Oh, nice. There's nice. another bold prediction for you. <laughs> yeah. How about yourself, Naji? I was going to go uh, 28 to 10, and it's kind of in the same ballpark. I think, um, you know, I said two touchdown Purdy, two touchdown Mason, and it's just it's going to look the same as if we did against the, the Seahawks, where the game is kind of close but never really is. Um, and I, I was I was going to say 17, but I think our defense is too good, and Heineke isn't. So, uh, yeah, 28-10. And, uh, and let's give Scary Terry a, a touchdown. I, I do like him. Yourself, Nick? Um, I'm going to buck the trend ever so slightly here because I've never... I don't do score predictions because I jinx our teams when I do. I, but I do think the Niners win by 20, 15 to 20 points. Oof. I mean, I've, I've said 18, so... Yeah, I do so love I mean, the way he came in there. First ever show. I don't do score <laughs> predictions, but they're going to win by 20 points. Yeah. I, I've never done a specific score prediction because I probably I have always got Every time I've done it in the past, the Niners have ended up losing, so I stopped. Yeah, please don't. Please, please don't jinx yourself. <laughs> I've never done a score prediction. I realized, hang on, that's three in a row I've done a score prediction for, and we've lost these. I don't like this. I'm stopping. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, Nancy, just remind me what yours was. 
2810, that's what I thought that was. Okay, so me and Nadia are pretty much spot on, not much separating us whatsoever. So I was going for a 28-6 victory. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's just so hard to, for people to not score touchdown. And I know our defense is very good at it, but, you know. I, there's something as well that says to me, I, I was going to go 28-10 or something like 24-22, like a really close game, because it, we are, you know, the team is human after all, and they know that this game isn't quite as meaningful as it should have been. Um, and, you know, you might play even you know, 5% less and it becomes, you know, the NFL is such small margin. There is a chance it's a lot closer because as you said, Paul, earlier, um, you know, the commanders are playing for a playoff spot and, you know, the NFC East is really tight um, and we could almost have all four of them in the playoffs. Um, so they can't really lose a game. So they're going to be 100% balls to the wall. Um, and I'm not sure we will all the time. So, you know, um, but yeah, I have confidence this week. We'll see you next week. Fantastic. Right, guys, thank you very much for joining me tonight. Thank you. Can thank I just ask Lee, are you going to be supporting the Cowboys this weekend? <laughs> I will never, ever support the Cowboys. We will not support the Eagles either. No. Nope. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm not going to support the Eagles. Don't get us wrong, I don't think we've got a hell, uh, cat and hell's chance of getting the number one seed. But the number two seed. Uh, what I, do you I, mean? Jordan well, Hurts is hurt. He's not going to play. Yeah, right. that's just this Frame, one game. Frame throwing shoulder. He's got Frame three games. That they I have know, to lose all three games. It could be way worse than what I say. Yeah, it's, 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 it's could, not, you know, you never know. The, the, they're not losing CJ, three games. CJ Garden Johnson has gone to IR. They, they, they've picked too soon. They might lose three games, and we might pick that. So, number one seed. So and I predicted that there would be one and done in the playoffs anyway. So, so I, I think there'll be one and done as well because I've also predicted that. Uh, well, kind of. I, I've I've predicted it without actually knowing who it was going to be. Um, because if you recall, I predicted that the championship game was going to be the uh, the Cowboys 49ers at Levi Stadium. And yeah. I think the Cowboys will turn the Eagles over in the playoffs. I just don't think they've been challenged mm. this year. Not, no, not once. No, I don't they haven't played they have. a good team. I mean, the, the Washington Red. Ooh, the Washington Commanders beat them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for for Gareth tuning in because he couldn't join us tonight, that was the rabbit hole, Gareth, that I had to sneak in there <laughs> at the end. I couldn't let Lee have a flawless hosting episode, so I just had to shoehorn that in Lee because, like Nadji said, most Forty Niners fans are hoping for that number one seed. It's still on the table, but to get it, we need the Cowboys to win. And I know how you feel about them, buddy. So sorry, I just had to throw that in before we. So you to, to you, just, it's a rabbit hole. To me, it's just the norm. Yeah, <laughs> it's just another day at the office. But yeah, you know, they're playing Cowboys, Saints, and Giants. Saints are playing for the division. Uh, I think they're going to lose at least two out of the three that's coming. So that'll be interesting. I think you're being harsh, harsh on the mustache. I mean, n- never who, underestimate who, the mustache. Who have they beaten that's impressive? Oh no! They've had a, they've no, had the easy Lions, schedule. Lions, Vikings, me. Commanders, Jaguars, Cardinals, Cowboys, Steelers, Texans, Commanders again, Colts by a point, Packers, Titans, Giants, Bears. That's that's who they won, and they what well, they lost against the Commanders. There's not a single good team in that. No, they're, they're bigger frauds than the Vikings are. Yeah, I think so, because the Vikings at least have got a very 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 good offense. See, I nearly broke out the song there, Nachi. When you were saying Packers, Lions, and Bears, oh my. It was like <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. I know, right? <laughs> and it 
would be amiss, Lee, to finish off without mentioning that I paid 49ers royalty a visit at the weekend, chaps. Me and my good lady Tracy popped up and see Lee and Andrea. And uh, we had to bring a gift. And at the time, I thought Lee took this gift rather well. But Martin Hughes, rest assured, buddy, he discovered it the next day. And he definitely put some of that fireball in his coffee to make an Irish coffee. Yeah, I, I, I just couldn't believe I'd missed there was a bottle of fireball in the uh, in the bag. I, I, I thought it was a bottle of wine, to be honest. I thought it was a bottle of wine. And when Tracy said she wasn't drinking because she was driving and you were going to be on the uh, the Moretti, I didn't bother going into, into the bag to get the bottle of wine out because obviously Andrew already had a box of wine open and I was on the uh, the beer as well. Um, so it wasn't until the Sunday morning, Andrew had said, um, did you see what Paul had brought you? I said, oh, yeah, a bottle of wine and some sweets. She said, no, no, go back and have a look again. And then I saw this bottle of fire. Well, I thought, yeah, I can't believe it. Paul has escaped lightly there because we would have been on fireball shots all night on Saturday night. Well, we went into the uh, we went into the, the supermarket and Tracy was like, what wine does Lee and Andrea drink? As I'm picking up the fireball, I was like, you really think I'm going to Mr. Gowland's house and taking anything but a bottle of this? So, yes, Brett, I was there. I survived another night. But that this one was by default as well. <laughs> yeah. So I'll let I'll let you into a little secret, um, and for Nick's benefit, because obviously Nick was out in San Francisco with us. I haven't told the guys anything about the trip yet because I wanted to be done on the podcast. Um, but with Paul being over with Tracy on Saturday night, I decided to basically give him the story, something to talk about uh, while while we we're watching the um, the the Vikings game. Um, so Paul is aware of my conversation with um, a three-time Super Bowl winner and what he asked of me after I met him. So Paul's mm-hmm. aware, but nobody else is. Okay. Um, so, so, so that's just like a little tease for the podcast um, so you can find out exactly what happened when I went up to speak to um, to a former player of the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And it, it took me by surprise. Um, so, I mean, hopefully by the time we actually get to do the pod, I might be able to give an update on that particular conversation <laughs> so much cheese it's been so much cheese so i'm much so tease. fed up with this <laughs> we'll get it all done we'll get it all done and put it on the pod tomorrow i've got nick ludlam joining me for let's talk sports and then my notepad it's like not allowed to talk about the trip or lee will kill me so i don't know what we're going to talk about for half an hour i'm like hi nick you went to california you went to san francisco yeah we're not allowed to talk about it because lee yeah, said sorry. so well, sorry, buddy. well hang on hang on there's plenty of stuff that nick did that he didn't do with me david and david so i mean he can obviously tell you all about that because it'll be interesting oh, yeah. for us to hear as well because we've yeah. never heard about that i'll tell um, you all about the ramsey's the second exhibit everything yeah, so, <laughs> and um, yeah, I just don't really. Uh, <laughs> it has been a nightmare for me and Nadji though, because we are dying to find out. But to be fair, Nadji, even though I was there Saturday night, I do think there's lots more that Lee will still have to tell. And I'm oh, yeah. hoping I'm sure. that we can get these pods on the go soon, Lee. So, so funnily enough, I did recall today that I had forgotten to tell you about a certain um, movie star that I bumped into while I was there. Um, and I don't think anybody other than me, uh, Nick, Nick knows about it because we did tell Nick it was the night of the um, the Warriors game. Um, so Nick knows. But yeah, I only just remembered about that today. I thought, oh, I didn't tell Paul about that. So yeah, another little tease. Um, another And another rabbit hole. And another rabbit hole, definitely, without a shadow of a doubt. It's like the thing with the thing and the big thing. And, yeah. And that was, that was yeah. awesome. It, it's just so many things that happened the thing, the thing, the other thing, that person, 
that thing and yeah it's just unbelievable oh. can't wait to talk about it. more importantly <laughs> but not chaps, tonight <laughs> i know you've got your santa hat lee i've got my 49er santa I have, hat yeah. do you guys have 49er santa hat Najee and nick no i, I do not i do not Bar humbug. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, once again, thank you very much for joining me. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Thank Cheers, you man. to Thanks. everyone that downloads and listens to the show. Please don't forget to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Also check out the YouTube channel by searching for 49 Fearful UK. Until next time, bang bang nine gang. Good nighters. Good nighters. Merry Christmas, everybody. The San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff form going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline.